Welcome to On the Road to No Place Left. This is Feeney, and I'm driving as we learn to share the gospel, make disciples, and reproduce leaders and churches until there is no place left where the name of Jesus hasn't been heard. We're in a series of short episodes to highlight mindset shifts that need to happen in our hearts and lives as we pursue movement. For an intro of the mindsets and Cindy who's sharing them, check out the first episode in this series. Let's jump in. Uh, every believer involved is a mindset shift. As we talk about this one, again, it's a it's a pretty significant change of thinking and behavior. As we look at different churches around and we say, you know, how many people are actually involved in making disciples? If you were to think of the church that you attend, or I was to think of the church that I attend, you know, it's a tiny percentage of people who are actively involved in making disciples. But one of the the mindset shifts is to realize that every every single follower of Jesus can be a disciple maker, and they they need to be equipped, they need to be trained. But every believer can be involved in bringing others to Christ, and not only bringing them to Christ, but training them until they're able to be a disciple maker themselves. And yeah, again, the old mindset is that local common believers are not qualified and shouldn't plant churches or do ministry until they are ordained. And the new mindset is every believer is commissioned by Jesus to make disciples and do the work of the ministry. They can learn to start and multiply groups of disciples. Jesus taught us and he sent his, he gave us that example. He sent his disciples out uh, to go and to do the work of the ministry. They were with him, they watched him, and then he sent them out. And um, they weren't, you know, they weren't theologically trained for many, many years. They were just rough fishermen who still had a lot of the theology wrong and, you know, things like that. But he immediately empowered and equipped them to go out and make disciples. They didn't have to be qualified or have their the- theology degree yet. I think also it's the the priesthood of all believers mm-hmm. is would come in here and which is such a foundational mindset shift when we think of disciple making movements and what release them releases them in the webinar I do, which is kind of our entry level into any of our training, we talk right away about how we are, who you are in your identity in Christ as a royal priest. And I think it's probably the most important thing to teach to teach to believers about who they are, that they are chosen by God to bear fruit. They are a royal priest who can do the work of the ministry. But we're so conditioned for it to be the pastor, the leader who does the work of the ministry rather than every common believer has become a royal priest of God and can do ministerial work. It's a mm. part of what we should be doing. Yeah, I think there's a continuum here, right? Because I think even very traditional entrenched pastor in America would be like, well, of course my people can share the gospel. Of course they can pray, right? We'll even back up. They can pray. But then that continuum of when we hit other parts of teaching people to obey Jesus, like, well, can they be the ones to teach others to pray? What about the Lord's Supper or baptism? When we think of all of the ministry that the New Testament gives out, well, we all should love one another. Of course, any believer can do that. But then we hit maybe some specific barriers on that journey is guess maybe what I'm trying to say. That's there again, you know, the the clergy laity gap. You know, that we find in church tradition today, it's really not something that we see practiced in the New Testament. 
We just don't see that kind of a gap. The passages that talk about when you meet together, everyone should come with a song, with a hymn, with a prophetic word, with something that you have to give in that meeting that it was it was every believer involved in those church gatherings it wasn't just someone standing on a platform and preaching and mm. that's something that's come about now but it's really not what we see reflected in scripture especially in the new testament there often when i teach about this i talk about the old testament mindset which is you know in the old testament we have the levites and they were they were the tribe that did the work of the ministry and everybody else was excluded from ministerial work. But in the New Testament, when Jesus died on the cross, that curtain was torn mm. and everyone had equal access to the Father and we all became his sons and daughters and royal priests before him, equal access, equal authority before him. So our authority doesn't come from four years of Bible college. It comes from mm. um, it comes from him and that relationship we have with him. Yeah, it's a pretty big shift for people to make, not only in the States, I think around the world. I think you're right. In the States, people would rarely say you shouldn't share the gospel if you're a believer. <laughs> Okay. I have seen that said in places in Africa that only, you know, pastors should be sharing the gospel or preaching the gospel, that ordinary people shouldn't be doing that. So um, in some places, it's even more entrenched than it is here. But um, all of the work of the ministry is ours to do. And we we have the capacity to do it as believers and followers in the in the new covenant. Why is this an, an important mindset shift for movement? Because without it, things get stuck at the top and you can't move forward, you know, and the movement doesn't grow. It gets stuck in addition growth. So again, we're talking about mindset shifts that we need to see take place if we're going to see multiplication growth, not just addition growth. Baptism is a really huge one, actually, you know, that every believer can baptize that Jesus commissioned us in Matthew 28, 18 to 20, go make disciples you know, of all nations, baptize them and teach them to obey. And we're so quick to say, yes, they should go. And yes, they should make disciples. But the baptism part, oh, yeah, there's this part that should only be done by by pastors, mm -hmm. you know, and people who've been ordained to do that. Um, and yet it's, it's really a sticking point that if we see a breakthrough in that, we're often going to see an explosion mm -hmm. that can come. And if we don't, we see a blockage in the growth of a movement. Yeah, one story I can tell again from my experience in Nepal, we were working in a, a remote mountain village area. And it, to get to this area, you had to, it was a long ways, um, either walk in a 16-day walk to get there, or you mm -hmm. had to fly in and then walk several days. So it was very, very remote. But people had come to the Lord there through the efforts of a believer from a church in Kathmandu. And um, they had come to the Lord and we were we were asking, you know, have they been baptized? <laughs> and um, it's one of the commands of Jesus, you know, and and uh, they said, oh, no, no, no. We have to wait for the pastor from Kathmandu mm -hmm. to be able to go there. Well, you know, this is a busy pastor, lots of responsibilities for him to go to this remote area. You know, he's. it's going to be two, three years maybe before they can go or send somebody who's ordained and qualified to go there. Well, you're actually preventing multiplication because you're preventing people from obeying Jesus' command. Mm -hmm. um, and so they weren't able, you know, and so he said, no, why don't you guys baptize them? You're the one who led them to the Lord. Go baptize them. You don't have to wait for the Kathmandu pastor. 
And we showed them in scripture that Jesus himself ordained them and commissioned them to do that. And so they were able to go and baptize them. And then I said, and now if those people lead people to the Lord, don't make them wait for you. You know, Mm -hmm. every believer can do the work of the ministry and every believer needs to get involved. And it's, it's a challenge, you know, and often it requires training people not just to sit in the pews. And that's, that's not easy. I was just talking with a guy from Burma the other day. Um, and I asked him that question. I said, "How? what percentage of the people in your church, he's again a Burmese pastor, what percentage of them are disciple makers? And I said, maybe 5%. Mm-hmm. You know, and I said, well, what would it take to see that number be 50% by mm-hmm. next year? What are you going to have to do differently? What are you going to have to do to see every believer start to get involved in the work of making disciples? So, And then we, we talked further about that. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, I love how you just cast that vision right there at the end of, I mean, uh, the goal would ultimately be 100%. But even as we think about what God's given us to steward, what would it look like to multiply it by 10? And what do we need to release to make sure we're not holding back for every believer to be involved? If you want to hear all 12 of Cindy's Mindset Shifts, be sure to subscribe to the On the Road podcast. You can do that through whatever podcast app you're listening to, or head to ontheroad.link to get new episodes delivered to your email inbox. You can also check the show notes at that same URL for links to Cindy's blog and training courses. This is Feeney. Thanks for listening. The On The Road podcast is to encourage you to share the gospel, make disciples, and reproduce leaders and churches until there is no place left where the name of Jesus hasn't been heard.